Congratulations! Welcome to the Go Blue Players with J&J. You're listening to Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris, your former Michigan Wolverine podcasters, bringing you reviews, opinions, and locker room chatter. Another dominating win on Saturday, moving the mighty Wolverines to a commanding 9-0 record. The team looks sharp all afternoon, both offense and defensively, scoring on its first five drives. And let me tell you something that's really amazing. This team looked like they were clicking on all cylinders, amassing 660 yards of offense with 400 yards coming before halftime. 400 yards. The defense played tough as well. As usual, they they played that tough, tough, tough D, bending a little, but never breaking, racking up 13 tackles for losses and three sacks. A pair of INTs from Delano Hill, who is emerging from the shadows of the great Jordan Lewis. Once again, I must encourage you all fans, please subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes. And if you haven't become a follower of blogtalkradio.com, please visit blogtalkradio.com slash Players to become a follower and receive updates to the podcast and information on how to receive exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the games. And with your subscription on iTunes, you receive notifications when new podcasts are released. And without further ado, I have to bring my partner into this podcast. Once again, it is the one and only James Morris. Jamie, how are you today? Jared, I couldn't be much better, much better than what, what you are. I mean, I'm excited. This team is 9-0. and And you know what? When you come off a Michigan State game as high as we did, winning, our, winning against our, one of our arch rivals and um, <clears throat> dominating form that we had, we did have to uh, clear up some things defensively. And going into the Maryland game, you were afraid of a mental letdown, something like that. But you know what? Coach Harbaugh took them right to task at practice, got them focused, got them ready. And they came out, and like, like you said earlier, they dominated this game from start to finish. They did do that. And there was some, uh, a little bit of concern on everybody's part of, you know, coming off of a Michigan State win like we did last, last week. And this team is, you know, I mean, nine and oh, is a, that's a, that is a feat, brother. That is a feat. And I think everyone gets a little bit nervous when you, you're playing some, you know, playing games that are really uh, games that you should win and you're coming off an emotional game. How are you going to play? But they started off this game and they never looked back. And that is what we're going to talk about in this segment of the Go Blue players with J&J. So when we come back from the break, it is going to be the Way I See It segment and the Michigan versus Maryland game discussion. So stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Fans, subscribe to the Go Blue Players with J&J on iTunes if you haven't already. And if you haven't become a follower on the blogtalkradio.com, Become one to win exclusive autograph gifts and tickets to the games. This is Ward Manuel, athletic director at the University of Michigan. You're listening to Go Blue Players with J&J. Welcome back. In this Way I See It segment, Jamie and I are going to discuss our view of the game, how we think they played, and how we think Harbaugh is going to handle the rest of the 
the season. I say that because this was another dominating game. And this week, we're going to combine the Big Blue segment this week because next week, I'm trying to get Charles Woodson to come on and have an extended session of the Go Blue segment. So this week, Jamie, we're going to do a little bit different and discuss because how many times have we done this, James, where it's been a blowout win? And we've tried to discuss the game, but it's, I mean, how much really are, are, are they being tested? No, you're right. Are they being tested? Are they going at it? I think mentally they're being tested from a standpoint of the, their practices are harder than the game. And you can see it in their, in their uh, after game, uh, post game, excuse me, post game um, uh, interviews. Uh, practices have been beating them up in practice, going after them mentally, both physically and mentally. And you can see how the guys are reacting. Uh, they're, they're expecting a little more in games. But they're going against opponents that, you know, that truly are not not shouldn't be on the field with them right now. But this is the Big Ten schedule. We play the schedule that that has been presented to us and we go at it as the best way we can. And you can see right now these guys are prepared and ready to play. Yeah. Like like you pointed out earlier, we, we've given up yards on defense, but. It's, um, you know, it's it's here and there. It's not every play. They're not running down our throat. They're not doing some things. And Maryland did move the ball. No, I'm not giving any excuses. Maryland moved the ball. But when they got into that proverbial red zone, they were shut down. And they weren't allowed to score points. They, got, they did get three points in the fourth quarter. I think the defense was upset about that. But overall... You gotta, you gotta like what you saw from the offensive standpoint. They ran the ball well. Looks like uh, Devion Smith is gonna be that guy, that proverbial guy. They're gonna exchange some running backs in and out, but it looks like he's that guy. Offensive line is run blocking well against Maryland. They pass block excellent. Wilton Spate, hey, is he the best quarterback in in the uh, Big Ten? I think so. You got to go back and look at him. I mean, JT, JT Barnett is a great quarterback at Ohio State. But Wilton Spate, I'll put, I'll take Wilton Spate over him anytime because he's in that pocket and he's throwing the ball all over the place. So you got to be, you got to be impressed with that. And what can you say about Jabril Peppers? He's all over the field, and they're using him at the best possible moments they can. It's been great. So overall, you got, you got a strong team, and you know they're not being tested physically. I think not to the full capacity, not like a Michigan State, but. They, get, they came out and gave their all during the game. You, you mentioned the, the quarterback and the differences and in, 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 in the Big Ten and the quarterback. And, you know, I can't – I don't think anybody can argue with you right now um, about the, the, our, our quarterback play. I mean, it, it, even if we just start looking at from the very beginning of the – the season, well, of the season when we didn't know who was going to be the quarterback, and then Wilton Spade comes in. The the maturation that he has shown, not only through his playing, but the way he handles that team and the way the relationship of, of him and Harbaugh, uh, I have to totally agree with you that in the Big Ten, I, I mean, I wouldn't take, I, I would choose Wilton Spade over uh, it, pretty much any other quarterbacks in the Big Ten right now. And, um, as quiet as kept or as funny, I, I mean, I, I think it. I think people wrote it as a little bit of funny thing. But you know, they were writing that um, this weekend that uh, Wilton Spate could be a Heisman Trophy candidate. <laughs> I think they were joking, but but he was playing. I mean, he's playing 
at a very high level and 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 the team is playing at a very high level and when we need a big play pass wise it comes up when we need uh, a play to pick up a certain amount of yards he comes up big and when you look at uh, uh, the best player in college, I mean, those are the type of things that you're looking for. So, I, I mean, I think everybody's pretty much pretty much happy with them. And, and there's not a we, – we, we, we're going to talk about this a little bit, like we do every week, um, the running game. And Devion, is, is, is like you just mentioned, is, has been chosen as the person who's going to be that, that one. But it just seems to me like – uh, every time somebody gets a chance to get the ball at a running back at running back position, um, Chris Evans he puts on a, he puts on a show. I mean, when he's hurt, mm-hmm. he's not in there. You see the difference. He's, he he gets in there. You see the difference. Um, I think Devion is fighting for his you know for his position, his position because <laughs> anytime somebody else gets in, they put on a show. Well, I, I, you're right. I mean, Devion's fighting for his his career. He's fighting for an opportunity to stay in there to play. We know that we both know that Devion's not a home run hitter running back, but he'll he 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 moves the chains. He's that kind of guy. He's that hard nosed who's going to move the chains for you and keep that. And I think right now that's what that defense is built for. They're going to give you a good three and out. And then that offense is going to give you that 12, 13 play drive. That's what you're looking for. And right now, Devion is the best guy for that. Now, we're going to sprinkle in the other guys like a Ty Isaac, a Chris Evans, a Karan Higdon. These guys, you're going to see, and they're not one hit wonders. I don't want to call them one hit wonders, but these guys can shake and bake and make it go all the way. And they're going to tire out the defense more than... Uh, a, a Davion Smith would because they're not moving the chains much. They're running down the field with the chain game. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, you got to be happy with the running, the way the running backs are, are rotating in and out. They're okay with it. You don't see them having a problem with it. Um, we also see Wilton Spate doing his jump man, his imitation jump man running to the end zone in the air. Um, I mean, you got to be happy with the running game and the way they, they're doing it. They had a total of 273 yards rushing on 39 carries. You got to be happy with the distributions. Well, I'm going to say this. If I'm one of the running backs that's rotating, I'm not happy until I'm the starter. But right now, you're 9-0. You got to be happy with all of that. Yeah, for sure. 100% is why... We talk, you know, and sometimes I'm almost like afraid to to bring it up because they're winning and they're doing it in a dominant fashion, and I don't want to start creating any type of, uh, you know, drama uh, because they are using a plethora of running backs, and all of them are good, and all of them can get the job done. Um, it's it's just it, it, you know what I think that also has to go to either the the coaching um, the running Tyrone Wheatley as a coach as a running back coach that keeps the player his running back crew at a level where there's not you don't see um, a problem and all of them are getting their their, their runs they do have um, it seems like. When they get in, they have a chip on their shoulder that they know that only going to have a few uh, opportunities. So every time they get the ball, they better do something with it. Uh, but you want to know this of all of this, what the 
thing that I like the most. I, I, you might be able to guess this, but I, I don't know. But the best thing of this whole thing is who's leading the team in rushing touchdowns? <laughs> the fullback. Come on. Come on, a converted tight end into fullback, yes. <laughs> and you know he's happy because you, when you get down to that one-yard line, you know he they call him the hammer. You know he's getting the ball, Khalid Hill. 100%. Now, listen, he has 20 carries on the year, nine touchdowns. 20 carries, nine touchdowns, along a four yards a carry. That's his long. And but the key thing, never, not a single run for a loss. That's a pretty good stat when you can say I have 20 carries, but I oh I, I have nine touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's nine been touchdowns. great. It's been great for him. But if you I mean the one thing Khalid Hill showed you this past week is that you know he can get out in the pass pattern and catch a football, you know. And uh, he helped he he helped Wilton Spade out one time on a third and six, where he got his block and got his block. His guy got around him, he let him go and got out in the in the pass pattern. And Wilton Spade threw the ball to him, and he turned up and got us the first down. Yeah, which which brings me to the other thing is that this Michigan offense is starting to look almost as good as uh, as the the Michigan defense. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean the improvement. This Michigan offense is starting to show that they can run and they can pass the ball. And like you just said, Khalid Hill getting some, not just getting uh, carries at the goal line, but catching the ball uh, and being able to move the ball down the field. And this offense is really looking proficient. I mean, running the ball and catching the ball. We, 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 I guess we have to bring up Jake Butt. And um, with his five receptions this this weekend and the 76 yards, taking him to uh, the lead at that tight end position for the career of any tight end player at. And we've had some good ones. We've had great tight ends. We've starting with Jim Mandich and going all the way down to Eric Caddis to Jeremy Tooman to um, – I mean, you. We've had some great tight ends. So that being said, Jake Burt, Jake Butt has done a wonderful job at tight end. I mean, the story's being written is still being written about this young man. Let's hope he continues doing what he's doing and uh, taking that tight end position to the next level. For sure, and uh, which I, would you agree? Like I was saying, that this offense has pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the defense has always been. I'm just going to say that, I mean, if Jared, if you go against uh, the number one defense each and every week in practice, and you know how these practices are, are they're going to be hard and driven, they're mentally draining on these kids, and you go against this number one defense every week, don't you expect your team, your offensive team to get better because you're going against the number one defense each and every week? I mean, that's what it, that's what it's really all about. You know they're going to improve. I mean, Coach Harbaugh says now that Wilton Spate comes in and tells him the types of plays he wants to run. I mean, this guy's calling his own shots now. Kind of, what are the plays you like to run so I can make you comfortable? And this young man has stepped up. As you pointed out, this kid has maturated into this position. He's become a leader of this team. 
I mean, he's just a sophomore, a redshirt sophomore. I mean, think about the years he's got ahead, ahead of him if he stays all three years. Yes. Yes. But I got to point out one guy that we, we haven't talked about all season long. I mean, because he's been double teamed. He's, he, he, was the, he was the team MVP last year, J.U. Chesson. How about J.U. Chesson getting free? Because Amara Dabo has had a great season and everybody's gone after him. But that's the one guy they leave one-on-one because Jake Butt and, and J.U. Chesson are the ones getting double teamed, getting shut down. That leaves Darbo one-on-one with people. But now people are looking at Darbo to shut Darbo down. Oh, you forgot about J.U. J.U. can get it done and he can go head-to-head against people. It's a, it, you, you're absolutely correct. He put on a, a, a show, and it's it's good to see him have a, a good day like he did. You know, five receptions, over a hundred yards, and at the and it's because of the play of the other play, uh, you know, of the other players of of Darbo, but of Khalid Hill, of uh, you know, so many guys really getting involved in the game and, and um, also freshmen playing, you know, freshmen this year on this offense have been a key to the success of, of the maturation of the entire offensive play. Without a doubt. And you, you, when Coach Harbaugh said he's going to infuse young talent, I, I guess he wasn't kidding around. He's infusing young talent. He's infusing young talent into this offense more offense than defensively, and he's gone after it. And he's not afraid to give these young fellas a chance. And you know what? Quite frankly, they've stepped up to the plate and played. I mean, they've shined in the spotlight. And that spotlight can get bright, as you know. And uh, they're doing what they need to do to, to maintain their, their ability to stay on that field. Because you know as well as I do, it's all about competition for Coach Harbaugh. He's brought that back that men- mentality of you are in a competition with the person who is in your position each and every day. It's not just a game day. It's it's practice. And you know as well as I do, everybody was, this is the snake big game coming up that everybody talks about. But I don't think it sneaks up on us now because everybody's talking about it. Better watch out for Iowa. You better watch out for Iowa. This game, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. We were worried about Maryland. Watch out for Maryland. We're going to have a mental breakdown. Mental breakdown. No, this coaching staff knows what they're doing. And it all goes back to they are pro coaches. They were all pro coaches. Each one of them have had jobs in the, in the pros and have gotten this team ready. Well, I think that's really showing. And it's showing not only in the, uh, in the way they're playing, but it's showing in the evolving of how they're accepting uh, um, the coaching that they're getting. And, you know, sometimes they, they are learning on the fly, but they're learning in a way that is really effective. I mean, we talked about, I mean, we, we mentioned briefly about, you know, J.U. Chesson coming up and, and putting up big numbers this week. And we talk about the freshmen being uh, contributors. And I think it goes to the team concept that you were just speaking about in practice and how they challenge them and they make sure that uh, everyone is getting an opportunity to show what they can do. That is giving this entire team a, a, a opportunity to get better and, and start getting, I mean, it was just announced that uh, Darbo is, is on the uh, you know finals list for the Belinda 
Politnikov Award. Um, and, I mean, when you look at this offense in the beginning of the year, when we didn't even know who was going to be the quarterback, you, you know, it was a question who was going to be the quarterback. And now this offense has been so proficient. And we have uh, Darbo up for a Blitnikoff Award, Bill Peppers up for uh, as a finalist in the Paul Horning Award, for uh, Kenny Allen, Big Ten, Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. We have uh, things going on that that's, that's really working in our favor that I think that's why people talk about they don't want a, uh, a letdown when it comes no. to Iowa. No. I, Iowa lost last week, or this week. And so we're coming and we're going to be going to Iowa. Um, it's, it's really, uh, it's tough to keep at the, you know, it's like they're at a level. They're at a high level. I mean, Alabama had a tough game against LSU this week. They almost lost. So it's, it's, it's really, um, it's, this is, this is a, a tough week coming up because Iowa is always a, a hard, a tough place to play. Always have been, always will be, and they'll be ready. They, they, you know as well as I do how close those benches are to the, to the sidelines. You know as well as I how loud those Iowa fans. They do not like Michigan. Let's just remember. Let's. They got the pink locker rooms. They got everything. They're going. It's a night game. It's a eight o'clock night game. It's gonna be. It's gonna be ravish and crazy and. It's that type of game. That's why the players and you and I came to Michigan. That's why these players are going to find out what it means to be a Michigan man with everyone against you, except for you and your friends that get that, that are on the travel team. Yeah, is there anything special? I mean, we, we've talked about what the type of preparation they have this week, but is there anything special um, that they will tell or they'll have a discussion with the team about this week besides those pink locker rooms? Um, but the other things that are going on in 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 college football, you know, meaning that like the uh, individual awards and the finals, are, you know, finals for individual awards will be talked about. Um, you know, the playoffs uh, selection, first one was this past you know past week, and where we're sitting and how they, you know, there's a lot of distractions. I mean, is there anything individually or not individually, but that they really would like, the coaching staff would really like to work on this week? I think the main thing the coaching staff is going to remind these these players of is we we made a commitment to one another. We were going to take every game as it, it's for the Big Ten championship. They've reminded these players each and every week of that. The Big Ten schedule on you, on your is Iowa. Nobody else. You, we, we're not looking forward. We're not looking back at what we did. Their, their focus has been on the game at hand, and they know that they're facing a pro-style offense again. From a defensive standpoint, they're, 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 gonna, they're, they're meeting a team that runs downhill like a Michigan State did. They're going to come right at us. They're going to run right at Jabril Preppers to see what, what, what he's got. You know it, I know it. You know what's coming, and that's what Don Brown's going to see. They're going to try to run right at Jabril Peppers and try to get the ball towards him because you don't want to run away from him because he can chase the ball down. So what you need to do is focus on what they what they learned from that game, the Michigan State game, and transcend it over to the Iowa game. That's the one team that they need to focus on this week. They don't need to worry about where they are in the ratings. They know if they do what they're, they're supposed to do, everything will take care of itself. And that's what the coaches have said. 
you're, you've already set the position for yourself. Now focus at the job at hand. It is, it is a tough, the reason why I keep bringing this up because when I know how tough it was when we, we were playing there and we didn't have all the distractions with the Twitter and Instagram and the Facebook and the, all these, you know, uh, other things that could be, you know, come at you. And the addition of the college, uh, the college um, playoffs the play. and mm-hmm. being ranked number two in one poll and number three in another poll and what we have to do to make, you know, why we, we should do, you know, everybody's got something to say outside of the team. You know, everybody's talking about this and that. That has got to be so it's so much more difficult than when we were playing and we didn't have the, it was tough. It was tough then, but with the addition of all these things, is there anything in place or, and I talked to Ward about this when, when I interviewed him uh, a month or a couple months ago about how you can, cause these are young, you know, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds that have to deal with a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different angles. And uh, how, is there anything in place or anything that the coaches um, try to get done with, with the team in a shorter period of time? Because they have, you know, they're, they're regulated to how many hours now they can deal with the players, unlike when we were there. Is there anything special, you know, that that they put into place for um, this time of year and all the stuff that's going on? I think the one thing they do is when they come in through that door in Schembechler Hall, that everything's forgotten. Everything is every everything is behind them. We don't we we don't talk about our teammates. We don't we talk we talk in favor. We don't talk bad about Michigan. We we keep Michigan positive. I think these this coaching staff has got got gotten Coach Harbaugh's message to these players. I think he want. I think they want to have fun. I think they allow the kids to have fun. They don't they don't they don't um, they don't try to dictate them what they should put on their social media. But they don't want to see anything bad on social media. They they don't dictate them to what they where they need to be and where they need to go. They let them do their thing. They let them be young men and grow up. But I think the one thing that Coach Harbaugh has infused in this team, and you see it all the time, is this team is loose and light and has fun. But when it comes to business, when they cross that line, it's all business. And I think that's the impression that I've gotten from from Coach Harbaugh. I've gotten from the the team. They'll tell you the same thing. We have fun, and they keep it light, and they have a great time. Coach Harbaugh is. They they know that Coach Harbaugh's fallible too. He gets in there and take and and takes snaps too. He he's a guy, a hands on guy. I think all the coaches are like that. From the offensive coordinator Tim Drevno, he does he gets in there and shows those offensive linemen how to get in the stance and everything. To Don Brown yelling and screaming, going crazy. I mean, you got a sixty two year old man go. I mean, acting like a thirty two year old man. So I think you got you you they they know how to treat these kids, they treat them like young men. And I think they appreciate that. They're not browbeating like an old college football coach would do. I think they appreciate that. 
And you can see the attraction from the, from, from the, from the recruiting classes that Jim is developing and from the recruits that Jim has brought here from the young men that, that are here currently. And the players that have hung over from Brady Hoke's era, they are really having fun at this time. And they see the prize. The eye is on the prize. And you can see how Coach Harbaugh has gotten them to be laser focused on the game at hand. Would you say that Harbs is, I mean, um, you know, in the, in, from afar, when people that don't know him, they say, oh, man, this guy is such a, he's so intense, whatever. Would you say that he is the perfect modern-day Beckler, which means that he is a great coach and he, he's a stickler for detail and making things happen, but he understands the times that we live in. And he does not try to hold, he, he lets, uh, he doesn't just like put a thumb on, you know, and he lets you breathe. Let's, let's, because he knows that's what's necessary with the times that they are right now and being able to, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think you hit it right on the head. He's a modern day Bo Schimbeckler. I mean, Bo was that type of guy. He knew, he told us where to eat, drink, and, and, uh, and play. Jim is going to give you that. He's going to give you a little rope. He's going to give these kids an opportunity to do what they need to do, but he's going to hold them accountable for everything they do. Just like Bo Schembechler, you're held accountable for everything you do. So if you do something and it's not right, then you're held accountable and you won't play. You, you're kicked off the team that week. And, 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 it's, and it has happened where we have had to keep players from playing, but it's what you get yourself into. So you go out and do and be that citizen that you're supposed to be. If you can't be that citizen, you're going to be held accountable and you it, it just justice will come swift and hard. So would you say um, over the summer when Harbaugh was was getting a lot of flat and well not flat, a lot of discussion of how he was doing these satellite camps and moving and making, it was making, shaking, moving and shaking, man. I mean, making things happen that, uh, and now move to now present uh, day where he's, he, everything is showing that he's, he's just that type of coach that works hard. He gets his team ready. He, he makes them, like you said, accountable for their actions. He uh, gives them an opportunity to be free but they make sure that they pay attention to detail. That um, he's 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 done he's out he's done more than what we thought uh, he would have done. I mean, last year was was a great year. This year is, is turning out to be even better. Did it? Did you think that it would come this early? Uh, the success that he is he's brought is he's almost like brought the program back to you know I saw we talk about is you know um, the Bo Schembechler era and you know the the last the years of the last three four years have been forgotten almost. I can tell you that I I knew he could get he could turn this program around as an, I mean as fast as this no I never thought that not in a hundred years I thought he have it turned around in the next three to five years. I mean, uh, and then after the, and then after last year's 10 and three start, I knew that he, he was returning a lot of kids and 
this was going to be a special season for these for the uh, uh, upperclassmen. But he's brought in, he's infused young talent to go with this. So, yes, I think in now, now looking at this, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is, he, he's, I mean, he's where he wants to be right now. I think he's happy. You can see it in his eyes, how, how he's coaching on the sidelines during the games. He's animated. He's jumping around. People say he's going to have a heart attack if he does. If he, I'm like, no, he's really having fun. I mean, this is fun to him. And he's actually, if you look at it, Jared, I know you, you know, Bo Antics. Watch it and you tell me what you see. Because I see the same antics. When I see what I see from this on, on, on television, on silent, he looks like he's enjoying himself and he doesn't look like he's overexerting himself to the point where he's like, uh, like I would be concerned that this man is, you know, is, is, is just too animated. He's not, he's animated, but he's controlled. And he, he looks like a person that knows what he's, you know, how, to respond. That's what he looks like. He's like, he's in control. He's not a loose cannon. He's, he's cool. He's just like, you know, he's excited about certain things, but he's, he knows what he's doing at every, every time he opens his mouth to a, a referee or to a coach or to a player. He just seems like he's really controlled. Whereas um, in the pros, you would hear some of the players that he's playing with are playing underneath him, just saying how the guy is just so intense 100% of the time. And it's just like uncomfortable to be, <laughs> he looks like he's really enjoying himself is my, what I think. He looks like he's having a good time teaching young men to make choices, make decisions, play good uh, football and be good young men and the development of, 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 of men. That's what he looks like. And it's going it, to, it shows how quickly these guys, these young men have taken on to the way he's, he's coached. Well, his reputation has preceded him and it has preceded him. Well, I mean, you got to think about this. Everybody says that Jim Harbaugh is a, is a winner and he is. That being said, when he came in here, those kids expected to win but it was Jim Harbaugh who showed him how hard it is to win. It's not an easy road to win and to be a continue, continue winning. It's going to be hard work, a lot of focus and accountability. And that's what these players are learned. Uh, and you can see it each and every week in how their play is. They're going to, they're going to, they're, they're going to continue. I mean, you, Bo Schembechler said it this way, as the season progressed, you either get better or you get worse. And right now, this team is getting better each and every week. Well, let's leave it at that because I, I completely 100% agree with you. I think that this, you, you hit it on the head, hit the nail on the head. And as the Wolverine Nation and followers and, uh, that we are, you have been listening to the Go Blue Players with J&J. I'm Jared Bunch. My co-host is Jamie Morris. We'll be back next week with a recap of the game and a preview of our next opponent when the Indiana Hoosiers visit the big house. Please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or become a follower of the show at blogtalkradio.com slash go blue players with J&J. Catch us next week. Go blue.